Hello, you guys. Happy Monday. Good morning, Patricia. It's so nice to see your lovely face today. You look, you look good. How you feeling? Thank you for telling me I look good. I feel good. I went for a swim this morning. Little guy and I have been uh, going to the pool. He likes the pool, doesn't like a bath, so I don't understand. But he just like falls asleep in my arms. It's so cute. And then he has like a little hooded towel and just adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I'm feeling really good. Yeah. So yeah. How are you doing? That's good. I went to the pool the other day for the first time in like a year. Like I, I'm a summer swimmer. I'm like mm-hmm. a yeah, same outdoor lap lane swimmer, you know? So I went the other day and of course I had just had my hair dyed. So I just kicked and I sculled, you know, a little oh, bit of like no. arm work. Yeah. Um, but it was like so much fun. I told myself, I was like, let's just do like 500 yards, nothing too extreme. And I got the 500 done, yards done so easily. And I was like, well, let's keep going. So I did about like 1,200 and it was nice. It was like, it was so good. Yeah. Isn't it weird though how long like 1,200 takes you now though? Like 1,200 is like a workout and that used to be a warm-up and I'm always just like, well, that's my workout. Like I do Mm -hmm. like between 12 and 2,000 yards depending if I'm like I fed him before I go or like he was still sleeping and I just kind of like snuck out in the morning, like that sort of thing. So, like, this morning I only did 1,200 yards because I was like, I didn't feed him. And then I came back and he was still asleep. I was like, well, oh, well. At least I can shower in peace and everything. But, yeah, no, it's been nice. I, that's what I do like about the summer months is, like, swimming again. Although I still love my Peloton. Don't worry, guys. Peloton sponsorship still in the waiting. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Wow, well, anything else new with you this past week? I feel like we haven't talked. I mean, we've texted, but, like, no mm. FaceTime. Yeah, and I know you've been, like, busy with the house, so I've been, like, really trying not to bother you, um, but we put our deposit down, and they think they'll be able to start our fire pit, like, oh, I guess. he's, like, literally just waiting for the stone materials to come in, and today he said he was going to check, and he thinks they were in, but, like, he hadn't gone yet, so, yeah, I'm really hoping, like, that gets done next week, um, we hung our, our new TV came in and we got that hung in the loft upstairs. So it's been nice because wow. he the babe still sleeps like in our room downstairs because we have a downstairs master. So then we've been like having little like movie nights upstairs and it's been fun because it's just different. Yeah. Um, I made a milk bar at home like copycat recipe for Father's Day. Just like so mm-hmm. many things, Catherine. There's I I could just like ramble about my life for like forty five minutes and I didn't make it dairy free, but it can be like dairy it can be all the things you need except it has sugar so like we're going to actually talk Mm. about food today so this is so relevant but yes yeah also i have more road trip snacks for you that are like gluten-free soy-free sugar like all the things so i'll have some of those for when you come up i'm ready for you i've been trying a couple new things so wow you're the greatest yeah in this episode we're going to talk all about food uh so just like a little trigger warning for anyone if like discussing food diet anything is a sensitive subject for you um just like a warning we want to get out there early but i have got some very very big and exciting news and the podcast is getting me exclusive okay i didn't know if i was allowed to bring this up because i have been Catherine. i have been like wanting to just call you and talk about this you tell the people tell the people talked about it i'm like Tell the people. Okay. So, Fancy is getting a sister. Ah! Which is just, like... 
a fur sister. Let's let's actually be clear. Like a fur sister. Oh, not not human yes. sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Had to clarify. Not yet. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, one day, but not that day is yeah, not today. So our sweet loving brother texted us on Sunday and was like temporary member of the pack. He found this tiny little pup tied to the fence at the park by shoelaces. Like someone clearly abandoned this sweet, adorable looking dog. So and cute. it's funny because the the day before I was I was climbed into bed and I just had the realization that in four days it will be Fancy's adaptiversary, you know, like her gotcha day. Mm-hmm. And I got Fancy six years ago. Mm-hmm. And it hit me that Fancy's gonna be seven this year. And my strategy, my thought process was <laughs> oh, no. to get a puppy before she passes because I know when she passes, it's going to be so hard on me. So I was like, I need to have a transition phase. And then I thought about it. I was like, Fancy's only going to get older. And by the time she's like nine or 10, she's not going to F with a puppy. She's yeah. not going to be interested. So I'm like, wow, now should be my time. Like maybe I should realistically start thinking about getting a dog. And then the very next day, our brother texts us, and I was like, I'll take her. <laughs> well, and that was so funny because the first thing I texted back was, Fancy needs a sibling. And then you kept responding, like, positively in that way. And I was like, did you call them? Like, is this serious? Because I did not think you were going to say yes. But, like, I literally was talking to Chris, and I was like, I don't know that I can wait till September to meet Birch and this new pup. Like, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And there's a lot of things that like weighed into this as because like, okay, let me just like break it down for you, Patricia. This is going to be like far too long of an intro, but you know, like the New York trip that was sprung on me, it was like Mm -hmm. very last minute that I was like, oh my gosh, shoot, I have to drive the whole way to Raleigh. So fancy is cared for. And then I got to fly from Raleigh to where I'm going and then back to Raleigh and then drive home. And it makes it a multiple day travel experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I get to see you, the babe, Chris, Atticus, the works. You know, I'm so grateful. But, like, I would ideally just love to be able to, like, leave Fancy here at home and know that she's going to be okay. And I think having a companion is really going to help her because I will have someone come and, like, house sit and stay with Fancy. I've done it before, but she looked like someone was sucking her soul out of her body. Like, she was so not happy. But I think if she has a friend and a sibling and, like, knows, like, oh, it's going to be okay, she'll be so much better if I do that. And then I don't have to travel to you guys all the time. I said the exact same thing to Chris when you were talking about – I was like, I think she'll be able to actually have a house sitter now because we left Fancy and Atticus at our house. And when the neighbors watched them, they were like, she was totally fine. She ate her food, everything. So I think it'll be the same sitch. I said the same thing to Chris. I was like, this is going to help with fancy separation anxiety. She's going to be a little jealous. But you have a king-size bed, so everyone will fit on the bed. You'll be fine. Yeah. And the puppy at first will, like, be in her crate. Like, she will be crate trained uh, to start. And then eventually she'll, like, come into the bed. But, yeah, I... I keep telling Fancy. It's, like, ridiculous. It's, like, what you tell your child to, like, prep them that, like, another human is going to be there, mm-hmm. you know? I've been telling her. I'm, like, you're going to have to share me. Your sister's coming. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Atticus is going to hate Thanksgiving. Oh, hate it. Like, there will be <laughs> two puppies under a year. Carbon mm-hmm. will be. She'll be two. Two. 
Yeah, no. Fancy's going to look at Atticus and be like, can you believe she got another one? Ugh. Mm-hmm. They're going to bond. <laughs> yeah. The first time they get together, Fancy's going to be like, oh my gosh, I have so much to tell you. Tell y'all. Uh, have we decided on a name? I think I'm going with Poppy. I love that. I don't know why, but that was like the first thing when I was like, okay, Fancy and Poppy immediately came to me. And I was like, Poppy? I was like, what? What? But I love it. I think it's so cute. It is cute. It is cute. I she's I think she's going to be big, though. Like, her paws look big. Well, my guess just by looking at her and from my phone, you know how, like, your phone can, like, identify, like, plants and animals yes. and whatever else, like, the breeds? So every photo that I look at on my phone of her, it says Catahoula. And I was like, no wonder I'm obsessed with this dog because Fancy's a Catahoula. I was like, I get it. I get it now. But I think she's has part husky in her too. But yes. I don't know. I'll do like a breed test on her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm I cannot wait to snuggle this little pup. Oh. Yes. And she's gonna learn like okay, for those of you who don't know, like Fancy knows sit. And to, like, shake. And, like, that's it. This pup is going to know that in, like, two more days. Like, it's going to surpass fans. I'm sorry. hmm yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, like, our sister-in-law texted me yesterday and said, by the way, she's at, like, 0% potty trained right now. By the time she leaves us, I would like to get her to 50%. And I was like, well, fancy I adopted at eight months and she was at 0% potty trained. So, like, I- I'm ready to have a dog that has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. fine. But I think it helps because our so our brother and sister-in-law already have two young dogs. So, like, being in the mm-hmm. situation with other dogs, I do think helps, like, dogs potty train quicker. But, I mean, oh, oh I can't wait. Yeah. I literally just wanted to call you all day Monday and be like, can we just talk about the fact that you're getting a puppy? Like, because you, you got fancy at, like, a year. Like, this is your first time with a puppy puppy. And it's oh just, my gosh. Oh, oh. Yeah. But I'm, like, prepping myself for it because my life the past, like, two months has been so much housework. And I'm, like, I don't get to have those days where I spend eight hours at the house anymore. Like, no. I don't. So I'm, like, get all of my work done that I need to do at the house. And then, obviously, it's, like, popping in, checking on, like, the flooring and stuff is going in and all of that stuff. That's no big deal. But I'm, like, I got to get everything done so I can dedicate my time to this dog because I want to keep up with, like, all the training. And, like, little puppies take so much energy. Fancy's yes. so chill. So she's so easy. Puppies ain't, ain't that. Mm-mm. When we came, when um, our brother and sister-in-law first got Carvin, their first puppy, I remember we came for Thanksgiving and Catherine had like cleared out like the bottom shelves. It's like she baby-proofed the house. She cleared out like the bottom shelves of everything. Like there was nothing for the dog to eat. And like now you're going to be in the middle of a move. So it's like you're going to be in moving chaos with the puppy. It's just going to be a beautiful chaos of a time. It's going to be amazing. Oh, it is. But it's going to be so much fun. Yes. Oh, gosh. I cannot wait to meet her. Oh. Oh. I'm so excited. I'm curious for Fancy to meet her. And I'm I'm sure her and Fancy will be fine. It's just like, I think Fancy will be stressed and overwhelmed because we have to drive the whole way to Austin. And then there's going to be three dogs there, all of which under the age of two. And Fancy is like a six going on seven that is like, let me sleep. Like, leave me alone. I will play for a little. But yeah. Not a lot. And that's the thing. Like, these three are like a little pack right now. Like, that's mm-hmm. all this puppy knows. So, like, Fancy's going to actually have to, like, integrate with them a little bit. But Fancy will be fine. Yeah. She um, will. She's going 
to definitely appreciate Atticus more when he's around because she's gonna be like oh my buddy who just sleeps with me and can chill yeah so that's my life anyways how about we dive into this conversation are you ready for this yeah let's do it so today we want to talk about food if you guys have been following me on Instagram since all of this audience is from my Instagram (laughs) I'm wow um I have shared like my skin journey and like how I've narrowed down like my food and all this stuff trying to figure out the real problem but the origination to this like food discovery and food conversation that we want to have is really on Patricia because Patricia I don't want to speak for you so I'm going to ask you a question growing Mm -hmm. up what was your life like on we've talked about like the heavy carb pasta diet Mm -hmm. your stomach problems that we've mentioned in the past yes I mean growing up I would say we had a pretty good diet. Like, we were not – like, we didn't eat salads every day, right? But, like, we did Mm -hmm. eat a lot of pasta and bread and, like, cereal for breakfast. So that was, like – I don't know. I feel like any kid who was born in the 90s, like, we had a normal normal diet, right? But I remember – I think since I was, like, really young, probably around, like, third grade because we were in our first house, maybe second grade, I definitely had, like, stomach problems. Like, my stomach – would hurt um, a lot and I remember mom and dad got me like tested I have no idea what all those tests were I just remember one of them being like pop rocks in your mouth don't know um and basically the doctor was just kind of like you have a sensitive stomach like and to me that's kind of like a doctor's Mm -hmm. way of like IBS is a thing irritable bowel syndrome but it's kind of like a Mm -hmm. an easy one-size-fits-all type of cloak to throw over somebody who has stomach problems Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. and so I knew if I had like ice cream three days in a row, like my stomach would hurt. Like I never ate ice cream like the way you and Buddy did growing up because like it just bothered my stomach. Like I would have like a little tiny bit and that's it. But I could have like butter and it doesn't bother me. I I only have cheese every so often, that sort of thing. And we also like as a swimmer, we had like pasta parties before swim meets. Um, And I was, I always thought my stomach really hurt the day of competitions because I was like nervous yeah I mean and when I say my stomach hurt this might be a little graphic I don't know if we edit this out or not but like I did not have solid stools like at all for like 48 hours which is a little more than just nerves like looking back on it um but this just Mm -hmm. like really it was normal to me like I didn't even know like other people had different movements than that like, that was just a total norm. Yeah. Um, but then it got to the point, uh, trying to think, like, where I lived. Like, I was probably 24 at the time, and I was working. And I remember the specific moment that I was like, this has gotten worse, and I have to see a doctor. Um, I was in a CFO's mm-hmm. office for a meeting. And it was, like, 1 o'clock, so it was, like, I had my lunch at, like, noon, which was probably, like, a wrap or a sandwich or something. Um, And I was so uncomfortable. And I started to realize, like, every day after lunch, like, I can't have a 1 o'clock meeting. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm, like, I have to use the bathroom. I was in that meeting so uncomfortable and trying to hold this in. I was sweating. Like, because I was, one, 
I'm like 24, maybe 25 years old in a CFO's office. Like I'm not about to be like, excuse me, I'll Mm -hmm. be right back. Like I already was like, I'm so lucky to be here. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. And I was just like, I, I don't even, I, I couldn't even focus on the meeting because I was just like trying to be like, oh my God, oh my gosh, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. It was terrible. There were point to like, if I would go to happy hour, I wouldn't even know if I would make it on the drive home without having to go to the bathroom. Like I would stop on the way home, like going to the bathroom. So bad. So I talked to my doctor and I was like, you know, years ago, like I was told to stay away from dairy. I had like cut dairy out. I was like, I don't eat dairy, but like, this is getting so bad. And they were like, well, let's start talking about when it's really bad for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I thought it was like red meat because I was like, well, if I have like a burger or if like all these things and the doctor eventually after like talking about it, we kind of tracked it for a little was like, every time your stomach is really, really bad, you have like bread or pasta or gluten. And I was like, at this point, I had no idea what the word gluten was. I had never, yeah. besides the Kardashians, when Courtney's like, I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, like, <laughs> all the things. And I was like, who? Like, of course. Like, what do you eat? You know? Like, I had no idea what gluten was. And I was just like, okay. And they were like, it could take up to six months for you to see any changes. But stick with cutting out gluten. And I really think it'll work. And then, like, if it doesn't, come back. And I was like, six months mm-hmm. is a long time. So, of course, I thought this it doctor is. was, like, a hoax. So I called my friend who's a nurse, which, like, I don't know why. I think, like, she would know more than a doctor. <laughs> um, and I was just like, you know, this is what the doctor told me. Like, this, you know, I, I was just kind of – the doctor stepped out for some reason. And I was, like, literally Googling what is gluten. And I was like, holy crap, my lifestyle is going mm-hmm. to have to change. Like, pasta, bread. Like, what am I, I – I brought, like – a little salad and sandwiches for lunch. Like, what am I going to make? <laughs> like, All the things. Um, and so I was like, this is a big lifestyle change. Like, do you think like, is this ser- like, is this serious? And she was like, uh, you, there's nothing you can do, but try. And if you're so uncomfortable at work and like, you can't make it places like driving 40 minutes, yeah. like you have to at least try. And then I remember calling her mom and she was like, I could never give up bread. Are you kidding me? what and I was like I I have to and I think like seeing our mom struggle with stomach issues too and I don't have what she has but I was like if this could make me feel better I have to at least try right and Mm -hmm. Catherine within a month I was completely solid solid stools and I had never had that before in my life ever really seriously I looked at my husband and like he always knew like I had stomach a sensitive stomach and that was one thing when I was like growing up Mm -hmm. I was like really embarrassed about like if I started dating somebody like eventually you have to poop around them and it's gonna smell like ooh. anyway (laughs) I was like I have never appreciated this so much though like it's Mm -hmm. wild and so yeah, I mean, I never looked back. It's been five years now since I haven't had gluten. Now I've accidentally had gluten in a sense that, like, I've been in a restaurant and there's definitely been something that's been cross-contaminated. I think I've been more 
sensitive to it now that I've given it up for a long time. Like I probably could get cross-contaminated the first year and wouldn't have like noticed as much, but my body's very sensitive to it now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I actually do want to eventually maybe get tested for celiacs because another symptom I had that I just didn't know, I used to get like dime-sized ulcers in my mouth, like so painful. I haven't had one since. I used to think it was just like stress or something. So painful. I always had at least one in my mouth. And like that's like another symptom. But you have to like get like biopsied and stuff, I think, to get tested for celiacs. Like I just kind of don't want to go under, like do all of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it really, I don't know. I just... It's it's hard though. It's definitely like a lifestyle. You have to like advocate for yourself and like I don't know, you probably have like questions, but yeah, that's kind of like the story of how I kind of became gluten-free and just like a little bit of a history of it slowly getting worse in my body and like I mean, I let it go pretty far where it was like I I had to make a change sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm curious when you first got started being gluten-free, was there ever a moment where you're like I don't need the markings like this shouldn't have gluten and then you like you like dabbled of like and eh, maybe this won't be a problem or was it oh no I realize this is making a huge difference I'm just gonna stay clear I'm really good about like making sure things are marked and reading the ingredients I've learned if it's like less than a certain percentage the FDA doesn't require the like ingredient to be put on the label it's ridiculous so, that I slowly learned over time, but I don't think it was more me like being like, eh, it won't matter. It was more just like I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting because some people don't realize like the effect of it because they'll be like, well, you could just have like a cookie, right? Like one oh, no. little – and I'm like, no, no. That – like I would be sick for like 48 hours and I would get sick pretty quickly especially now like I even will get like a rash just like my skin's so sensitive like everything is so sensitive to it because I've cut it out but I mean I feel so much like I even have more energy I can focus better it's just Mm -hmm. wild but in those six months it was such a transformation for my body though too and somebody might comment on this and say it was unhealthy but I was learning a new diet for myself And my body was pretty much cleansing all of the, like, hits it was taking, like, day in and day out. That, like, Mm -hmm. I lost my period for six months, too, in that first time. Really? "Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. And why why was that? Because I know, like, once you went gluten-free, I remember you started learning a lot more about, like, having a balanced diet. Like, where to get, like, protein and where to get, like, other things. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember you going through that journey. So, like, what... Do you know what caused you to lose your period or was it just like the whole diet shift? I think it was just the whole shift. And the initial start of it, I did lose a little bit of weight. It wasn't like 10 pounds or anything, but I did lose a little bit of weight. And I think a lot of it was like bloat that I was having from like eating gluten all the time Mm -hmm. and stuff too. But I just think it was like the shift. Um, I asked my doctor and he was like, I'm – not concerned as long as it comes back in the year and you don't have a disordered eating. Like, are you still eating enough? Like, what are you eating in the day? Are you getting enough calories? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, you're not pregnant, right? Like, 
obvious like those sort of obvious obviously got to weigh that out yeah (laughs) yeah you know like but um yeah so and then like one day it just came back and it was like it came back normal it was I just think it was a lot of changes going on and I mean yeah I kind of wish I knew sooner and I have no idea what tests I had done when I was younger but I wish I would have known sooner because Mm -hmm. I mean that was just years of putting something in my body that was really hurting it and really harmful and like I mean like I said I I didn't even know what normal bowel movements were like wild yeah but I feel like when we were growing up like in the 90s early 2000s like even when you like when your doctor told you like maybe you should avoid gluten like you didn't know what gluten was I remember you telling me you were gluten free and I was like I know that's in bread but like gluten is in in so much more than Mm -hmm. just bread that like I think a lot of people are mind blown by like what all gluten can be in yeah yeah I mean it's like when I learned it was in like soy sauce I was like are you kidding me like I can't have sushi because like a lot of like spicy tuna has like a mayo with soy sauce and spices like those Mm -hmm. sort of things and it's like the second ingredient soy sauce like what are you doing to it isn't it just soy I don't get it but (laughs) At the same time, I think it forced me to try a lot of different things, new things. And I really started paying attention to, like, what is in products and, like, eat a lot healthier just because it was, like, wow, all the, like, crap. And, I mean, I still eat snacks. I love Cheetos. They're gluten-free. Like, I'm not perfect, but – and that has a lot of processed things. But at the end of the day, it's just – it's wild when you really start to look at things. But I know that can be triggering for people too. Like going to the grocery store and reading every single label, like that's so cumbersome too. But grocery mm-hmm. stores do have little flags that will tell you gluten-free, but you don't notice them unless you have to. Exactly. So I'm curious because you got started on this journey like six years ago at this point. It's been like a long time. Wow, mm-hmm. as long as Pat Fancy. Um, when you were first getting started compared to today, like, I feel like I noticed far more restaurants today have markings, but like when you were just getting started, did you find it difficult even when like, okay, you're going out to lunch with your coworkers, mm-hmm. did you have to pick the place so that you knew that you could eat or what was that like for you? So I think living in the DC metro area a lot more things are labeled. Like the DC metro area is, a, mm-hmm. I feel like a very health conscious city. Like there's a lot of runners, a lot of like healthy restaurants, a lot of, I, I mean, there's unhealthy stuff too. So that I was able to like find things. Like it wouldn't be maybe the restaurant around the corner, but it would be like somewhere we would go like in the vicinity. So it wasn't like terrible. Yeah. I always was a packer for work for lunch so it was really just like learning to pack new and different things and that was kind of hard I remember there was days where I was like bringing like hummus and rice cakes and fruit and I was like this will work right like yeah and so it was like but I mean now like people call that charcuterie so I mean that's fine right like it all works it's just that's me me and my like first grade black boots trend center um (laughs) I just threw that reference in because there's this picture of me going to first grade in my super cute black boots that like came into style three years ago, not in like 1996, but um, let us not forget I did it first. Anyway, (laughs) 
so I think like I always packed lunch, but if we were going to lunch, there would always be something like worst case, worst, worst case, I eat a salad that has no dressing. Actual worst, 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 worst case is they've always, they pre-make the salads in the back and all the croutons are already in it. That's when you're just like, well, I guess I'm not eating. That's, and that more so happens at like weddings and stuff. So like I go to weddings with a clutch full of at least two or three granola bars. Like Mm -hmm. I'm ready and we eat beforehand. Like when Jersey Mike's came out with gluten-free sub bread that they would start serving that. Anytime we go to a wedding, if we're in a hotel, there's half of a gluten-free sub like in the fridge for when we come back, either for my breakfast in the morning because hotel breakfasts like don't – if they have the cereal out and it's not labeled, like I can't guarantee the Cheerios are not knockoff brand Cheerios yep. that have like gluten or whatever. So that makes it tough. I think the hardest things would be like when you go to a work happy hour, like everybody's ordering like – calamari and flatbreads like there's not really things I can eat at like a work happy hour so if I know that's Mm -hmm. happening I just pack like an extra snack in my lunch or something um I definitely do I've always loved food so I think before I would go to lunch with people anyway I was looking at the menu of like ooh, what am I gonna get now it's like a different perspective of like what can I probably or like am I gonna call ahead so I kind of already know it's actually hardest when we like go home to Pennsylvania like smaller towns that stuff's mm-hmm. not like there is like almost nowhere to eat there um and yeah. that sort of thing or if we go to my husband's hometown like there's almost nothing to eat there too so it's it's pretty hard that way and then like if we road trip you know, I know I can eat like five guys because they'll do a burger bunless. And it's actually, like to me, I don't, I don't mind that. I find it pretty good. And their fries, they don't have like chicken fingers or anything. So the fries are not cross-contaminated. Um, nope. I know we can do Chick-fil-A, but they're closed on Sundays. So that's always no fun. And then we know we can do Jersey Mike's. Like those are the top three. Like, thank goodness Google Maps put like the search along your route. And we can be like, all right, oh, if we yeah. want to eat in the next 30 minutes, like what's coming up that we don't have to go far off. Um, so we just kind of like know what to do, but it it takes more preparation. Like if we're Mm -hmm. traveling, like I know I want to try, like the, here's like places like on my list or, you know, if I go on a trip with friends, I try not to be the one that's like, I can't eat a single thing. I'll just be like, look, I I brought snacks. Like if you guys like really want to try this donut shop and then we get brunch like way later, more towards lunchtime, like I've got a bag of Cheerios, like I'll be fine. So, yeah, it just is what it is. But, I mean, like, I have a wedding coming up, and I've been gluten-free so long now, and I'm in the wedding, and the the bride was so awesome. She texted me. She was like, I'm going to get Jersey Mike subs for everybody, like, during the day while we're getting ready, like, because I know they have gluten-free subs. Like, what do you want? I was like, oh, my gosh, you're the best. Because even when I'm in weddings, like, I don't don't like to bother the bride and be like, will you have a meal for me at your wedding? Like, Mm -hmm. I just I talk to the catering staff like literally once I'm there I'm like do you have anything I can eat and if not at the worst case I've got a sub in my hotel room (laughs) yeah yeah it's like I mean it's now that I'm like on this journey too it's rough but like before I was even on this I remember you like we would like go to a restaurant or something and like they wouldn't have markings and you're like it's fine I'll just like eat a salad no dressing and Chris and I every time would be like no, you are going to be able to eat something and we would find a different restaurant because mm-hmm. we were like, you can't just eat a set. Like, that's so boring. Like, you need to have, you, 
just for yeah. your own taste buds even like it's more fun if you're gonna go out to a restaurant don't just have chopped veggies yeah I mean and sometimes like I do want a salad but like no yes. dressing salads if you're a no dressing salad person good for you I can't do it I need a little bit of like juice mm-hmm. to bring that together for me yeah but I mean I remember too on my bachelorette party you had coordinated this whole like wine tour and it stopped for oh, lunch and gosh, you like you called ahead and you were like you mm-hmm. have gluten-free options and they were like a hundred percent yes yeah. we get to the restaurant and they were like you can have a salad no mm-hmm. dressing like I don't even remember if they could oh. put grilled chicken on it and you were so upset so you were yes. so, and I was just like whatever <laughs> Dude, because for one, we were drinking wine all day. And two, this was about you. And the fact that, like, you couldn't even have anything, I was like, this is some shit. Like, I, I'm prepared. I called. <laughs> I made sure. And then you guys lied to me. I was furious. Yeah. But, I mean, I would rather have the restaurant tell me I could have nothing pretty much but a salad than lie to me and tell mm-hmm. me I could have things. And then I would have gotten sick or something. Mm-hmm. So, we had, you know, snacks in the in the truck so yeah it worked I still had the best day so but I remember seeing your face of just like (laughs) because I asked and like they made sure because otherwise like we could have gone somewhere else it was either like this is the place we usually stop on the tour and I was like that's fine as long as we've got gluten-free and they said that they did otherwise we could have picked somewhere and they would have drove us to that somewhere and I was like I wish I would have known because I would have just picked a place that then you could have actually had food yeah I mean, they didn't lie. They did have something gluten-free. It just, like, wasn't Uh the best option. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I think the worst, the scariest thing for me as somebody who, like, doesn't want to get sick and, like, it can, like, totally derail my next couple days is when you go somewhere and you're like, okay, well, do you have anything gluten-free? Especially, like, sometimes, like, a breakfast spot, like, they can just cook some eggs on the side, like, Mm-hmm. Not like you can't have the potatoes, like they don't know what seasonings in it, whatever. And they'll be like, Yeah, we don't, you know, the pancakes have dairy, but that's it. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> Do you, you don't know what gluten is? And like, I understand, like, not every waiter has all of that, like, training, mm-hmm. but it's just like, Oh, now I'm like so nervous. Or like, when something, when you come out and you're like, I just want eggs, no toast, no potatoes, and a cup of fruit. Like, sometimes that's what I have to do for breakfast. And they come out with a toast on the eggs. And they're like, oh, well, I'll just take the toast off. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It it touched. Oh. Like, I can't. Like, there's crumbs on this now. Like, I, it, it's not going to work yeah. for me. And you don't want to – you're not trying to, like, be rude. But, like, I don't want to get sick. And it's just – yeah. But it, it's an allergen that they need to take seriously because, like, peanut allergies, okay, can be mm-hmm. so extreme, very scary. You're going to be extremely cautious. Yes, this is not to the same level. But – it's still an allergen that needs to be taken seriously. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to yeah. remove this peanut crumble on top and you're fine. Like, no, you're not fine. Well, and, you know, some people it is – it's not see like it's like an allergy and it would be the same way. And some, like, waiters will be like, oh, is this like an allergy? I just want to let the kitchen know. And Chris will chime in and be like, yes. Like, before I even have a chance, I'll just be like, oh, I'm sensitive to it. He'll just be like, no, yes. Like, take it like an allergy because he's like, you'll get just as sick. Like, you need it to be yes. taken seriously. So, Yeah. But I'm like I said, like I'm used to it now. I'm better at speaking up at restaurants for it. Mm-hmm. I am good for just like picking restaurants. Like when people come to town, I'm like, I've already done the research. We're going here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were at like a cookout for Memorial Day, 
And the little babe was like getting very sensitive to like when I was eating dairy. So I was trying to avoid dairy. And our friend was like, okay, I'm making you a cheeseburger with no cheese. Like, got it. And they also knew I was gluten-free. They walk in and they're like, here's your burger with no cheese, but it was on a bun. And I was like, I really just need the burger, no bun. And they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was so focused on no cheese. I forgot I couldn't put it on a bun for you. They they were like, I'll start over. (laughs) So sweet. I know. I felt so bad just being like, you're so proud that you remembered not to put cheese on this one burger for me, but also I can't eat it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But I do think, so restaurants doesn't bother as much. There's been a couple of neighbors that have been like, oh, we want to make you guys meals since the baby's been born or like have you guys over for dinner. And I'm actually more nervous to be like, hey, if you have us for over for dinner, this is what I can't eat. And now you have yeah. to change the style of the cooking in your home. Yeah. That feels like a harder ask than like just going to a restaurant and asking the waiter mm-hmm. and like figuring it out. Because it's like, I don't know. It feels like more of a burden to me. Which, yeah, I mean, that makes sense because someone's like stepping out of their way to like have you over for dinner. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's something that needs to be taken. Yeah, I'm not going to. But then it's like it's probably more rude if I don't say anything. I go over dinner. I'm like, oh, I can't eat. Exactly. You know, so it's like lose lose situation for me. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, like, have things gotten better? I do think there's a lot more things labeled. Um, I know how to cook gluten-free better and bake better. Like, I think of some of the first, like, cookies I tried to make, I was like, whoa, these are terrible. But, yeah, yeah, I think it just, it gets better over time. Now, if you ask me, I'm going to ask myself the question, what's the one thing I miss? A good bagel like gluten-free bagels are just not the same a nice chewy bagel Mm. with bacon egg and cheese just oh that's what I miss oh really I don't Mm. miss that for some reason I don't mind gluten-free bagels they're just not the same no I see I could never have one I mean not that I eat dairy now but like I could never just have one with like cream cheese or just butter but like if I toast it and have like egg and a little bit of like I put like mayo on mine for personal preference. Avocado mayo, Same. And yeah, then, like mozzarella, fake dairy-free cheese, mm-hmm. little spinach. I, I think it's good. It's just not. It's not the same texture. It doesn't have that mm. like good fluffy chew to yes. it. Yes. Okay, I agree to that. Yes. That's what I miss, and I loved bagels before. So, yeah. Anything else? I'm like, you know, I can find something similar or not. Maple donuts. Okay, well, you can't have them either, so. But do you miss those? I do because I guess, like, all a lot gluten-free donuts aren't fried. They're baked, so it's just different. Oh, yeah. I've never had a gluten-free donut. There's so much I have to teach you. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's different, but I, I'm more so, I really miss a bagel. Like, somebody once asked, yeah. like, if like what would be like the last meal you would have? I was like, one okay, my my last meal for anybody who wants to know. I want a regular bagel because if it's my last meal, I don't even care. 
It's good. I want a regular bagel with cream cheese. Mm. And the cream cheese layer is as thick as like oh, yeah, one is. of the bagel halves. Uh-huh. But then also because this is my last meal, I want a bagel like bacon, egg and cheese, like butter dripping down the sides, like so on an everything bagel. Here. Yes, two bagels, one savory, one kind of sweet with the cream cheese. That is okay. my last meal. And it is a gluten-filled bagel. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would be amazing. Also, I'm sure there's several people cringing about the amount of cream cheese. But, like, if you're going to put cream cheese on a bagel, like, it needs to be thick. It needs to be oozing over the sides. Thick. Thick. Go hard or go home. Like, yes. if you have cream cheese that looks like a layer of butter, we cannot Mm-mm. be friends. Mm-mm. No. No. Yep. We like it thick. <laughs> Not even gonna comment on that. <laughs> anyway, um, any other questions for me, or I'm gonna turn the tables on you. No, I think that's it. I mean, it kind of brought us up to today, so yeah. And your whole well, okay. journey along the way. Yeah, and so my journey really started by like intestinal problems right you mm-hmm. said like if you've been following Catherine on instagram you know her food journey but this started with an external like your skin and it mm-hmm. really like popped off last thanksgiving like thanksgiving 2021 right no so it was before that so oh, that, let's okay. actually backtrack let's backtrack a few let's actually backtrack to my childhood let's go way back So our mother had a scrapbooking room. She loves to scrapbook. She's great at it. And she always had a bowl in there of Dove chocolates. Do you remember this? Yes. Mm. Dove chocolates are the best because they have the little nice little love notes on the inside. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would always sneak down there and I would grab myself a Dove chocolate and I would eat it. And immediately I would sneeze. And I would sneeze like multiple times, like three, four times sneeze. So from a young age, and it was the same thing when I ate M&M's. Patricia likes to make fun of me because as a kid, what did you say to me, Patricia? I said, Catherine, you don't eat colorful food because Catherine, okay, I said this out of a little bit of resentment and I will give the Uh whole story here. I, as a child, did not like green beans, cooked carrots, or a parent's salmon. All of those things except cooked carrots, I will eat now, but I had to eat them. Catherine, when she didn't like things, Mom just kind of cooked it a little different for her. Like, her plate was special. Me, if I didn't like it, it was like, you know, shut up and eat it. So, one day I was like, well, you know what? You just don't even eat colorful food. Like, you just get to eat the chicken and the pasta. Like, you don't have to have the peppers or the veggies or whatever. And Catherine's response? I eat M&M's. <laughs> what a smart ass. The best. No, as a kid, as a kid, I was a picky eater and I really don't know why. I, I honestly think looking back now, I'm like, oh, I just wanted to be different. Like I just wanted a way to like stand out. So like It's I because eat- you could. Yes, and because I could. I didn't eat eggs, I didn't eat peppers, I didn't eat any leafy greens. So like spinach, any like romaine lettuce, romaine. Like nothing. Mm-mm. Nope. I didn't do it. But- and you didn't have to. Like, if exactly. there was green beans with dinner, I had to eat it. I think I but, ate the green beans, but I don't know. Yeah, because it, it wasn't different if you didn't like them. Then you were like me. True. That was like, probably my mindset. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, yeah. Catherine doesn't like eggs, so, like, Catherine gets a special meal made. And it's like, well, I don't like green mm-hmm. beans. Where's my special meal? Yeah. Our mom used to make this, like, potato with... Mess. 
Oh my gosh, it was delicious with peppers and onions and then like egg and like all of this stuff. Yes. And she would make mine separate because I didn't like like anything but the potatoes. And then I would just eat potatoes for breakfast, essentially. So that was me. So back to the sneezing with chocolate. I did eat M&M's. Notice I would always sneeze. But I was like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, whatever, like I'm sneezing. I'm a kid. I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until I was older. And I remember I saw someone on Instagram talk about doing an elimination diet to help realize like what were problems in your diet and like what your body wasn't responding well to. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, let me try this. Like this can't be too hard. So I had to cut out things like peppers, um, anything that's like really, really harsh on your diet. So I cut out like gluten and dairy and soy. And I know I had to cut out like it was like so bunch like any you basic like sugar like it was crazy. You basically go like low food map. Mm-hmm. That. So it's like just like very natural and like not like tomatoes are acidic, so they can be triggering. Like yes. it's very mild on your intestines to like reset, mm-hmm. and then you probably introduce things back. Yes, yeah, and that's what I did. So I. I think I did like 30 or 60 days. I don't remember. It wasn't like that long of a time that I did this. And then I started to reincorporate foods. And I realized that raw peppers, my body doesn't really digest cooked peppers. I'm fine. So I no longer have like raw peppers and hummus. I just have cooked peppers. Um, I noticed that soy, like soy sauce, made my stomach very just like bubbly and bloated. And what was funny to me was... I mean, for one, this was just like my last relationship, but every single morning I would wake up and I would be very gassy. So when I went to the bathroom, I would have to go downstairs because I knew that I was going to fart when I go to the bathroom first thing in the morning and he would always make fun of me. So I was like, I have to go somewhere else where he doesn't hear me. Yes, my last we're not going to get into it. Wait, I do that and I'm just like, whatever. Like Chris okay, is well, in the bathroom brushing his teeth. You're anyway. also in a happy and healthy marriage. <laughs> There's a difference. I'm just like, should you couldn't fart? Like... Anyway, so I used to always do that. I would like go to the bathroom downstairs and then let fancy out. And I was used to being very gassy. But when like in that sense, I wasn't necessarily gassy all day. But like first thing in the morning, I was for sure Mm -hmm. gassy. When I did the elimination, I noticed that didn't happen unless like when I brought my food back on, when I had Mm -hmm. soy, it made me very gassy and I would wake up in the morning and I would just like have to fart. Like it was just like not <laughs> very comfortable. I ended up, I started to incorporate things and I realized like some things were a problem when I tried to have what I'm going to call quote unquote normal chocolate, but it was like Hershey's chocolate or any of really like the cheap chocolate. That, you that has get. soy. Yeah. That has a whole bunch of freaking ingredients in it. My throat started to feel like it was swelling up and like closing and I would sneeze and then I would be super congested and I was like oh my gosh something's like really really a problem here realized that there was soy and chocolate and I was like all my problems come down to soy that's it Mm -hmm. all my problems come down to soy but you didn't have any reaction to like gluten or dairy or sugar anything well so dairy I never really had much dairy any ways well so okay I cut out dairy milk and I always had like almond milk at the time 
-hmm. I really had cheese every now and then and then butter I did have a decent bit of. Um, Once I brought that back in, I did realize dairy was definitely something that like made my stomach upset, but like nothing too crazy. And when you say upset, you mean like bloated or you mean like Patricia stool issues? Bloated. Okay. Two different things. Yes. I was just going to say this episode is not making us look very attractive with our like farting and liquid <laughs> stools, but you know we're getting real this here. Just, this is honestly – and for me, I was like, oh, well, bloat is normal. Like this is how my body always is. I'm always gassy in the morning. Like I just – I thought yeah. it was normal until I realized – oh, wait, my body doesn't have to do this. Like, I don't need to be farting every morning. <laughs> and like, <laughs> this is all like, I'm pretty sure in none of my content ever have I talked about farting. So this is, this is pretty great. So anyway, fast forward. When I was living in upstate New York, mm-hmm. one winter I randomly got this redness around my nose. I started to get these little bumps under my skin. And I had no idea what was causing it. It was there for about like two or three months. Once the summer heat hit, it went away. And I was like, oh, this is super weird. I wonder if my skin was just like really dry. Like, I don't know what was happening. But it just like happened in the winter. And it happened one more winter after that. And then I moved here to Alabama. I believe that's like the timeline there. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to Alabama... I don't remember when it first flared up here, but I remember it flared up for a little, it went away, and then in June or July last year, it hit full force and it did not want to go away. It was, it, it and when I say full force, at the time it felt full force, but I had not gotten to the extreme of yeah. what it ended up getting to, but what I'm describing here is called perioral dermatitis. It's this very fun thing where around your nose and mouth and to the extremes, it will also go around your eyes. It's just like these red little bumps and they don't necessarily know the cause of it. Like I've done so much freaking research and a lot of things say it comes down to like steroid creams. I have absolutely nothing with steroids in it. So like, that's not a problem. Um, vitamin D, I believe, like lack of zinc, um, overuse of like makeup products and even just like overuse of like serums and stuff like that. And it was just like a wide range of things that it could be. And when I tell you, I tried so many different things. I switched my face wash. I switched my body wash and my hair wash and just tried to like eliminate all of the things. Ooh, fluoride and toothpaste. That's another thing. I eliminated that. And Mm -hmm. I did like so many things that I'm going to break out in a YouTube video because it's too much to cover here. We're talking about food. That fast forward to Thanksgiving, what Patricia was talking about. We did the hot ones challenge. If you guys have no idea what it is, it's this YouTube what is it? First we feast. Yeah. So go on YouTube and search first we feast and there's hot ones. And basically they have 10 hot wings that get spicier as they go. And it's like a celebrity or somebody and they get interviewed and they ask questions with like each hot wing. So like by the end, they're like drunk or high on these like peppers and everything. Like they're just like not coherent is probably a better way to put it. And they're being asked like, you know, this one time you said you worked at this, like they do their research on those questions. But yeah, it's pretty good on YouTube. So they're not sponsoring us either. Don't worry, guys. They're with Peloton, not sponsoring us. But but it's it's good entertainment. But we decided yeah. at Thanksgiving we were going to do it. And all of us brought like two hot sauces from our state. 
And then one of the hot sauces on there called Da Bomb, Catherine got and we had to eat too. And we were also like asking each other questions. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, like the next day, your face like was bad. Like, yes. and you could tell, like, you, these bumps are not just like visually, like, you itch them, like, they're uncomfortable feeling, mm-hmm. not just to like look at, like, just it, you're always kind of like picking at it. Yeah. Well, and it's so hard not to pick at it because when when it's like really flaring and when it's first starting, it itches like crazy. So I like try to itch other areas of my face to like get the satisfaction <laughs> of, oh, I'm itching, but like without itching it. But like <laughs> it's so hard not to itch it. So yeah, my face was already flared. Nothing like too, too extreme at the time. But then we did the hot ones challenge. And that night and the next morning, I had it around my eyes. And before mm-hmm. that, I had never had it around my eyes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm starting to realize. Because at this point, I was really analyzing all my foods and when was it being a trigger. I was not eliminating any foods at that time. But I was just being like, okay, this day, this is what I ate. And I feel it flaring. What could it have been type thing? So after the Hot Ones Challenge, I was like, okay, well, spicy foods. I was like, it, it definitely just spicy foods is a problem. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Well, we did pretty much dairy-free Thanksgiving. Except for the mac and cheese. Yeah, because even our quiches in the morning had dairy-free cheese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was like, this is the only, it's not like you were like, oh, well, I ate a bunch of dairy and that triggered. Like, it was pretty spot on. And it it looked like you had hives on your face and your eyes. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, it was, oof. I mean, okay, so if we think about it, did the stuffing have dairy? It probably had butter, right? I think we and, used olive oil. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then the sweet potato casserole, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. Mashed potatoes, for sure, for sure. Okay. We definitely put butter in those. Yeah. Exactly. And then we had the mac and cheese. I know I had some of that. Not a lot, but I know I had some. Okay, so you did have some dairy also on top of the yes. spicy food. Okay. Yes. I, I think the spicy food, because those were two separate days, like Thanksgiving and then like mm-hmm. the hot ones. So after the hot ones, it was like, it was major. It was around my eyes and it was, it was bad. Continuing, fast forward, we get into Vlogmas. And if you guys watched last year's Vlogmas, it just progressively got worse. As the days went on, I just watched it. I watched it get worse and worse and worse until it was like the 21st. I have photos on my phone where my face was the worst it had ever been. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this comes down to stress. Mm Because at this point, I was trying to narrow down everything. I was like, maybe it's stress. And then I was like, okay. We went into the New Year's trip. And that was obviously right after Vlogmas, as like the timeline goes. And that was then the worst that my face had ever been. It just like kept... It, it was, it was so bad. I was just like embarrassed to step outside and I was so grateful that masks were a thing. Obviously grateful that I was protecting all the people, you know, but like I was so grateful that I was able to cover up my face and have it be like a normal thing to do. So went into that weekend and my face was just so bad that I came home and I I was just like, I was miserable and I was like, something needs to change. I was like, there, there's a serious problem here. My body's screaming out for help. I got to make a change. And I decided to be, I, I learned a lot more about gut health. Like I did my research. 
just learning on like how to heal your gut and like what does that actually mean and like what does like a leaky gut mean I was like I don't freaking know like any of this like what the heck is happening mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know so I started drinking bone broth I actually saw this Instagram post um that convinced me to try like juice because celery juice is like very good for you so I was like let me start juicing at home and I cut out like sugar and I decided to you know what I'm gonna eliminate gluten and I'm gonna eliminate dairy because really I noticed that when I was with Patricia or just like when I was traveling in general my face started to get a little bit better and I was like the only main difference is when I'm with Patricia obviously we're eating primarily gluten-free when I go to restaurants I'll still have gluten but like otherwise it's primarily gluten-free so I was like maybe this is my problem too it's like maybe it is fast forward (laughs) it's been a long journey (laughs) with dealing with this um I have now eliminated soy completely from my diet. Also, when I was on this, I realized that like everything in restaurants is cooked with soy. I had no idea. So while at home, I was cooking with avocado oil or olive oil. I don't use like vegetable oil or like canola oil or anything like that has soy in it. Um, And I was very specific here at home, but I didn't realize that restaurants, like soy is not a common allergen that restaurants mark. It's just, it's, it's not there. Yeah. So I had a realization that, oh my gosh, most of these restaurants are cooking everything in freaking vegetable oil. It has soy and I've been contaminating my body for so long. The problem must still be soy. That was my determination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I kept going. I kept going because my face just like wouldn't heal. I was being so specific with eliminating soy, asking restaurants to cook things in olive oil. I was avoiding dairy. I was avoiding gluten, all the things that I mentioned. And the big thing that like finally finally hit me is I had made brownies one week and I noticed that my face really flared up and then dad came to town for the house I'm assuming or he was traveling through but I'm pretty sure it was for the house and I noticed that my face was doing so much better and I was like wow what the heck happened well I loved the brownies so much that I decided to make the brownies again and immediately my face flared like freaking crazy and they were dairy-free gluten-free soy-free and I was like wait a second these brownies essentially consume sugar and chocolate let me cut out both and when I tell you the second I cut those out my face like healed in like two days and I was like what is this shit I was like I swear to goodness like this is it took me this long to discover sugar and chocolate so are you going to try to introduce like gluten back or dairy? Like, are you going to try to bring in anything else? Or are you going to be, we, like the joke I feel like in the family is now when we go with Catherine, like me is gluten-free and I'm the easy one. Like Catherine's mm-hmm. soy-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, chocolate-free, sugar-free. Like, it's like, can, do you have something on your menu that has that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like to an extreme right now, I feel like. The one I really want to start to incorporate again is gluten because I don't necessarily believe gluten is really, really the problem for me, Mm -hmm. but I'm afraid to introduce it again because I'm like, how am I going to, how am I going to get started with this? Because I've gone now six months without gluten. So I'm like, did I create an intolerance for myself? Yeah. And your stomach might just be upset at first, but I would probably start with something like a sourdough bread. And you love sourdough because it's Mm -hmm. the way that bread is like fermented. Like people say it doesn't bother them if they normally have a gluten allergy or like a gluten sensitivity. Um, I was going to say like, do you eat oatmeal? Because oatmeal even like is processed with a lot of wheat. So if you had like regular oatmeal Mm -hmm. and that didn't flare you up, 
but you don't eat oatmeal. So. I don't eat oatmeal. No. It's, oatmeal's fine to me, but it's never like a choice. I'm like, sometimes I'm going to reach out. Mm -mm. Okay. No. Dairy is something that like, I know dairy has always made me feel bloated. Mm -hmm. So dairy is going to be something that I'm going to continue to avoid. I, I think I'm going to be a little bit lenient if it's like, oh, a little bit of butter in something. No big deal. Like, you know, like steaks are sometimes cooked in butter. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal to me, but it's like brownies that have a lot of butter. If there's like pancakes that have like butter and stuff, like I'm just going to avoid mm -hmm. that as much as I can because I just know it doesn't make me feel as good. For sugar and chocolate, I the, chocolate's the one that scares me because – I think I actually have an allergen to cacao because of sneezing when I was a kid, even then like eliminating yeah. soy from the chocolate. Even then when I ate chocolate, I would still sneeze from it. And and I knew that was a thing, but I was like, oh, but like it doesn't hurt my throat. So like we're fine. I think if I tried to incorporate anything chocolate now, like I think it might actually be a problem for me. Sugar, I've had like natural sugars in a sense of like bananas you know like fruits and stuff like that um margaritas fine wine fine margaritas probably actually have like real real sugar in them but like yeah any serious sweet I have not had and I'm I'm a little nervous to have just because I think that was a contributing factor. Like, I don't know if I can blame it solely on chocolate that was causing my face problems. Like, I think it was a combination of a lot of things that added into, like, one bomb on my face. Yeah. So, and I think it's probably more, like, processed sugar for you because you have had things with just, like, natural cane sugars, like snacks at my house that are, like, more natural cane sugars, and that didn't seem to flare you up. Um. And, like, even, like, we make cookies with, like, maple syrup, which is, like, a natural mm -hmm. sweetener. So, and do you yeah. still use, like, agave? And that's what, that was the thing for me is, like, I I cook with agave. Like, if I'm making something, minus cookies, because cookies with agave, it's just, like, totally different. I've tried it. It's, like, not great. Um, but, like, any, like, pancake, waffle, even, like, my matcha, if I want something sweet, like, I use agave. I don't use just, like, sugar. sugar. You yeah. know? Um, but I do think... For a while there, like, I was really obsessed with Oatly ice cream. And I would have Oatly ice cream, like, three to four times a week. And mm -hmm. I think it was that amount sugar. of sugar that I was eating that, like, I was just so used to it. Like, I just, I loved it so much. And I didn't think that would be a problem. But, like, I think I was probably eating more sugar than what I actually Realized. knew that I was consuming. Yeah. But... And, like, you can – like, I don't put sugar in my pancake or waffle recipes because, like, the yeah. the recipe normally has, like, two tablespoons. And I'm, like, you're not even going to notice that that's not there. And you're pouring syrup on this anyway. Exactly. So, like, I don't really do that. Now, I, like, still, like, love cookies and stuff. So, I definitely eat more sugar. But, like, even if you puree, like, frozen bananas with, like, peanut butter and stuff, like, that to me sometimes is, like, a little, like, milkshake. Like, it can well be – it's yes. so sweet when you don't have a lot of sugar and that has the same texture as ice cream and you can come at me and be like, it's not the same, whatever. If you can't eat dairy, it feels great. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's what last night, man, that's actually been my dessert. If I, if I'm craving something sweet, I've been off sugar for so long now. I'm really, I'm not craving anything sweet now, which is great. Like I used to make pancakes two or three times a week in the morning. I have not made pancakes at all in probably over a month. And it's sad because I love pancakes, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm not craving it anymore. But last night 
I made myself. I just make banana peanut butter smoothies with mm-hmm. almond milk or oat milk, whatever I have. And that's my dessert sometimes if I need it. It's really like once every other week. It's not frequent. Yeah. But like it's enough for me if I'm like, oh, I want something. It's just like a little yeah. a little shake. Well, if you like stop liking pancakes, I don't know how we can be friends. I don't think I'll ever like stop liking pancakes. It's just like I don't crave them as much as I used to because like sugar is really an addiction. I yeah. would have chocolate chip pancakes at least once a week. But otherwise, like, I would have blueberry pancakes or just normal pancakes. And, like, the amount of sweet that is in that, it would make me crave it so much more where now I haven't had it in so long, so I don't crave it. Yeah. And, like, I – yeah. I mean, I – like, I don't knock sweet when it's like, comes from a fruit, though. Like, a blueberry pancake yes. being sweet is, like – I don't know. That's just me, personally. But – Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean – but that's the thing. I think – like for me, I hate personally like diet culture of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm on a low carb diet. And somebody's like, I'm basically gluten free because I'm low carb. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, it's it's not, not the same. Yeah. Not the same. But I just, and I think like trying to be a number on a scale is never healthy. Like, if you mm-hmm. feel good and you can move in a healthy way and you are moving your body, that's what matters. Catherine and I are not here to be like fad dieters. We're here to, like, recognize what feels good and healthy for our bodies because I I think, like, yours was very external. Mine was very internal. But, like, Mm -hmm. if you are continuing to poison yourself and do that day in and day out and not see the signs your body is giving you, you only get one body in this life and you have to recognize when it's telling you enough is enough and you got to make a change. Otherwise, yeah. You're, I truly believe like your time here would be cut short eventually because like my intestine would be like I can't process this stuff anymore yeah. and then like what else happens if you you know I don't you don't have a leaky gut but like if you have a leaky gut like what is that doing to the rest of your body like those sort of things so mm-hmm. we're not here to say like cut everything out of your diet and like go extreme but like do the work to feel healthy and it, it goes a yeah. long way and that's what like like if you want to try an elimination diet like what I did I did that for the sole purpose of trying to figure out like, okay, how can I be less bloated type thing? And now mm-hmm. that I eat the diet that I eat by restricting a few things, I feel so much better in my body. Like I wake up, I'm not farty for one. <laughs> I don't feel very bloated. My bowel movements are normal. They're solid, like Patricia said. And I I now realize so quickly when something is a problem in my body. Like I was mm-hmm. at Patricia's house and my stomach just flipped and I, I, I was out of there. I had to go like within five minutes of each other. I like had to go to the bathroom twice. I was like, my body's got to get rid of this. But like, it's just because now my body is used to eating the things that are actually good for it, that it can tolerate, that it can process well. And when I accidentally contaminate it with something, it just does not, yeah. it doesn't like me and that's fine. But like I, I had something similar in terms of my chest pain in the past where like mm-hmm. my body was literally screaming out for help and I just like didn't know what the problem was. I can honestly say like it definitely came down to stress as well as probably lifting a hundred pound couch up the stairs, but it's fine. Um, but like ever since then, like I've learned, okay, I can't do that to my body. I have not had chest pain since. I've not had it since, but it's just like, almost realizing like okay 
this is a problem. Maybe it's every now and then. Maybe it's sometimes. But like, if if you're like Patricia and you're constantly running to the bathroom, like maybe that's not normal. And maybe talk to a doctor. We are not doctors by any means, no. but. Also, you can start experimenting with your diet and, like, find the real problem and then advocate for yourself in what you need because now I'm that girl that has a million allergens when I go to a restaurant and it's fine. And, I mean, advocate for yourself. Like, if you – if something is, like, hurting you, chances are your body's not supposed to work like that. Like, don't be afraid to, like, talk to somebody about it. I mean, the first time you told me it just means, like, you said you'd had it for years and I was like, what? Like – no, you should talk to somebody about it. Like, you should go to the yeah. doctor. That's not normal. But at the same time, you could have flipped it on its head and been like, yeah, well, you not pooping solid for years is not normal too. Like, so, I mean, I know there's like, it. you don't, I think part of it sometimes is like, you don't want to feel like a burden in your whiny. And then there mm-hmm. are people who like run to the doctor for everything and you don't want to be that person. But I think you yourself always know when something's really wrong. Yeah. And so like, don't suppress it. Mm-hmm. you only get one body in this life heck yeah okay. that's all I've got that's all I've got too so Patricia what are you grateful for today what am I grateful for today I'm really grateful for the swim I had this morning but as I was swimming this morning my time at home is soon coming to an end and I'm just really, really grateful for the time I've had and I'm getting a little anxious, but I'm trying not to worry about things that haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful for like this season of life and like where I am and, you know, just, just feeling really good. Love that for you. Thank you. What are you grateful for? I am extra grateful for our brother and sister-in-law watching my new little babe right now. They have been, like, sending me updates every day. It's freaking adorable. The video with – oh, Patricia's upset. Oh, sorry. Where is my update? Okay, I'm withholding babe pictures until I get daily poppy pictures. Okay, well, I haven't gotten any photos today, which is a little upsetting because we're nearing bedtime. My phone is going to shut off in, like, 30 minutes, and I haven't gotten any updates. Um – no, she had hiccups the other day, and it was hilarious to see her, like, whip her head back looking like, what the heck is going on with my body? I'll send you the video. Oh. It's super cute. But they are keeping her for, like, three weeks because I've got – well, I've got my dad coming into town, and then I'm traveling, and I also am just, like, wrapping up stuff on the house. So I'm, like, so incredibly grateful for them right now, watching her, training her. Um, I did ask them last night. I was like, how are you guys doing with three dogs under the age of two? Like, are you overwhelmed yet? And our sister-in-law responded and was like, yeah, so Christopher was typing out a message but couldn't because she peed and I was dealing with something else. But yes, we are very overwhelmed. (laughs) And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) But I'm just – But by the time you bring her home, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, we can so totally handle two now. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like they're they're used to having puppies that age. It's just like three dogs is a lot. And especially like she's yeah. the youngest. Like it's it is a lot. But they I mean their original plan was to volunteer until someone I mean not volunteer, um, was to like foster. Foster. That's the word I'm thinking of. Uh foster until someone could adopt her. So like this was like kind of their plan anyways. So Yeah. By the yeah. end I'm sure they'll be happy to have their life back, but it's fine. I feel like they thrive in the chaos. They'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. And I think that is it for this episode. Fancy joined me today. Did Atticus join you? He did not. Um, he's sleeping with the babe. His new favorite thing is to like nap with him in the dark with the sound machine and like sleep with him. He really loves it. So that's their bonding time. <laughs> Otherwise, he's disinterested. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But thanks, everyone, for listening this week. Um, please rate, like, comment, subscribe, all the things. Follow us on Instagram, Uncomfortable Pants Podcast. And, you know, hopefully we see you back here next week. Heck yeah. See you guys on Monday. Bye. Bye.